Let's do it. We're free. We're getting there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Don't you wish your pasta was free like mine? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Uh, so, so nice of you to make comments about me like that. Yeah. I'll give a gem for that because that was quite hilarious. So you're going to introduce us? Hello, everyone. Because we're busting at the bit. I'm waiting. (laughs) You are now listening to... I am your host, Shananice, and of course, I am sitting with senior leadership of Torque New York, starting with Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi, everyone. And <laughs> Dr. Robin Cassis. Hello again. <laughs> Dr. Robin is busting at the seams to get I'm into this topic. I'm busting at the bit, yeah, busting at the say. bit. So I just want to say it, it excites me because I want to understand what freedom is. You know, I know that he came to set the captive free. And I know that he is the deliverer. He brings freedom. So I'm asking free indeed, you know. I, you know, indeed. And so to me, I kept saying, well, what do you mean by free indeed? It's a statement. Ah, it's a poetic statement. Free indeed. Like that. And I'm going, no, no. There's something missing here. Then I, I sort of said it slower. Free. Pause. Indeed. Wow. Indeed means action. I can't be free until I experience the action of it. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're going there. It's actually like a double meaning. Indeed means like a confirmation of your freedom. You bet it does. But if you split the word up, in, deed, meaning in, and it's like an actual response, not just an emotional feeling, an actual response of action to activate that freedom. And this goes back to Pastor Tony's sermon because you can't have freedom without truth. And you can't have truth if it ain't Jesus. So Pastor Tony can bring us in on what he talked about last night. We called it in spirit and in truth. And you talked about you can't worship the Lord if you don't worship him in truth. And you're not just talking about the truth of the gospel. You're talking about truth about yourself truth about what he's saying to you, truth about his perspective, like share with the listeners that. Well, we are, we unpacked a, a dynamic that I personally hadn't seen before. Because we often just read so quickly. and uh, That's not you, so much, Pastor. It's, but didn't there you are, say... There are sections in the Bible that sometimes the Lord keeps covered and then yeah, okay, you know, but the right time comes and boom, it po- sort of pops out. But let me challenge you with... Theology talks last week. Right. You said something 
in the scriptures that says how you read the word. Yeah. The way you read it. Yeah, Luke 10. Yeah, Luke 10. The way you read the word. And that really started me on a journey. How do we read the word? And so, uh, you know, sometimes we think we know. And then God says, like Pastor says, he unfolds something because we're ready to read the word the yeah. way he wants us no, to read that. it. Oh, I was, okay, so what, what we, I think what we stumbled upon by the Spirit was um, that when the Lord told the Samaritan woman uh, at the well about worshipping God, he, he said, the Father is seeking those who want to worship him in spirit and in truth. He also said there's, there's, no, there's not going to be a geographical location anymore where there will be centralised worship. He said, not on this mountain, meaning Samaria, nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. Okay? So then that's when he said, those who want to worship the Father need to worship him in spirit and in truth. So the spirit part we understand, you need to be born again, yep. right? You need to have the Holy Spirit touch you and regenerate your your spirit enabled to communicate with God again. But the second part is the interesting part. What does it mean, right, to worship in truth? Worship in spirit, but also worship in truth. And Pastor often touches on this when she's teaching counseled by God. It's Psalm fifteen. He who speaks the truth in his heart can approach the Lord. So what we unpacked last night was just after Jesus said this to the woman at the well, he asked her a leading question. He said, go get your husband. And what I told the congregation last night was her answer was determining whether she wanted to fellowship in the truth or in the light or stay in the darkness. Okay. By asking her, go get your husband, Jesus already knew she had multiple relationships, but he wanted to know her answer. Because she could have said, oh yeah, I'll just go get my husband now, knowing full well that she was living with a guy who wasn't a husband. Oh my God. See? And so, but when she answered the Lord in truth, she said, I have no husband. She was talking about right now, I don't have a husband, but... The Lord said to her, you've answered correctly. In other words, you've answered truthfully because you've had five husbands. <laughs> she, you know, at that stage, That's her jaw dropped. That's a lot of people. <laughs> and then he you. says to her, and the man you're with now is not your husband. That's when the Lord says, you have truly spoken what is right. He actually says that to her. Now, if she had lied and said, um, I'll go get my husband, and come back with the guy that she was not married to, then Jesus would have known she's not ready to hear the gospel because she wasn't ready to fellowship in the light. Now, remember, this woman's coming out in the middle of the day to get water, which usually is done at the beginning of the day, but because the you know the women folk of the Samaritan town, Sychar, I think it was called, gossiped so much, she avoided the, uh, the 
the rush hour at the well. <laughs> and, um, and so the Lord possibly picked up all, on all of this. But I, I was talking to pastor after service last night. There are so many examples of when people don't tell the truth and then miss out on getting close to God. Or when they do tell the truth, the Lord comes through in their weakness and forgives them and restores them. I.e., Abraham lied about his, his wife being his sister. See what I'm saying? Uh, Sarah, when, when Sarah was asked, why did you laugh? She lied. She said, I didn't laugh. Actually, and the Lord pulled her up on it. Um, Abraham stretched the truth. Yes. Exaggerated. What you talk about. Um, and another good example uh, of this is, look, you know, you know, Pastor, you've been teaching us about facts and truth. There's a difference between having the facts, having the truth. And I didn't get a chance to share this last night, but the woman caught in adultery, right? Facts. The Pharisees were setting Jesus up to try and trap him. Facts. There was a man and a woman who were in bed together when she got caught, but they only took the woman. That's a fact, right? Fact. When they brought her to Jesus, the law said she was supposed to be stoned, right? So what, what I would ask myself now is, that's all the facts, but what is God's truth in the situation? How would you answer, Nate? Do you want me to answer anyway? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't want to give you a... The, the truth is, Jesus saw all of this manipulation under the surface... And the truth that God wanted everyone to see was this woman had a rejection problem, had a relationship problem, and needed forgiveness so that she could stop repeating the sin over and over and over again. There was more to it than that. The truth, you said the truth, the fact is she had a rejection problem, but because she saw Jesus... There it is. As truth, and she could drink from him, he dealt with her rejection problem in such a way that action happened immediately. She went back into the city and preached the gospel of the man she met at the well. Do you realize that? Okay. And her mm -hmm. going back. Her eyes were opened. Yes. And her going back in the middle of the day was something that she would not normally put into action because of the rejection she had received. That's why she snuck out and she would sneak in back into the city again. But the action that came with that truth, Jesus Christ, caused her to enter into the yeah, city she, at that time. And what did she say? Come and see a man. Who told me all I ever did. Drink from him. Actually, I was, I was talking about the woman caught in adultery. You know when they wanted to stone her? Yes. They were all the facts. She had been sleeping with a guy. They caught her. Different woman. They, they brought her. But I her. was talking the woman know, at the well. But I was giving you another example. So what's the truth with the woman caught in adultery? Mm-hmm. She needed to know what forgiveness was, yes. what, what yes. grace was. Yes. And that's why 
And here's a, here's a beauty. When the What's Lord the said action? to when the Lord said no. to those men, whoever has no sin, cast it. Throw the first stone. Now, mm. someone could have thrown a stone because he was a liar. Mm. But True. they all came in contact with the truth and they all decided to stay in the truth that day. Thank God they did. He convicted them because they all or they all dropped their stones. And then another truth was he said to the woman, where are your accusers? Mm-hmm. Does anyone condemn you? Knowing that she needed to know forgiveness. Mm. She said, Lord, there, there is no one. He goes, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. She came in contact with the truth. I believe that woman never committed adultery again. Yes, mm. that would have been it. But do you ever think, contemplate, and I, I think the story went even further than that. I, th- I feel like while Jesus was writing in the sand. <laughs> was he writing facts? He was writing facts. <laughs> You did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. You want to do this, you want to do that. (laughs) So therefore, come on, boys, throw the stone if you dare. That is so true. Nobody would pick up a stone if your whole sins were being exposed right in the sand in front of you. Come on. They would run. But you know, um, that's their action. Because <laughs> it didn't set them free. I'm telling you. <laughs> Pastor was mentioning true, you know, who, who the Son sets free is free in deeds. The woman at the well immediately activated the grace that the Lord showed her mm-hmm. and began to, you know, literally put into action the challenge that Jesus put to her. She went and told, like Pastor just mentioned, all the people of the city of Sychar yep. come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Now, she was exaggerating, but she was so put back by the word of knowledge that the Lord got. And then the Lord says to her when she says, I know Messiah is coming. He says, I'm the one. You're looking at him. Yeah. And then she realized, oh, the water that he wants me to drink is the water of truth that he's giving me right now. So, unfortunately, there have been incidences in the Bible where people didn't fellowship in the truth immediately, i.e. Peter the Apostle. Peter's, Peter's factual truth was, I will die for you. I will not deny you. Right? Yeah, he's Jesus hits him with actual truth. So there's factual truth and there's actual truth. Jesus says to him, before the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times. Now, Instead of Peter taking that to heart and letting the Holy Spirit reveal that to him, he resisted. He thought, no, I'm the guy. I'm the strong guy. Can I jump in here? Because I'm biting at the bit. No, I just want to finish. Okay. finish. Because Peter... You're going to change because, Get this. Because Peter denied the truth, he ended up denying the truth twice. Can I say denying something? Denying the truth, the facts... And denying Jesus, the actual truth. So he did it twice. Are you ready to learn something new? I think so. Good. He, your son, he's got revelation. Go ahead, Pastor. I asked the Lord why. I want to hear it. Why did Peter, because you said last night, if Peter had just gone to the Holy Spirit and said, why did he say that I would deny him? 
And this is the key, and I hope it helps you because it helped me. Truth can't work unless you're present tense minded. Peter was focused on what he wouldn't do in the future that the Holy Spirit could not show him what he was doing in the moment. Oh, my gosh. And truth is, this is what I said last night, it's outside of time. Truth, for a, for a truth, now, for, for truth to land in your life, it has to be present tense activated. It can't be a truth from the past. And it can't come tomorrow. And it can't come tomorrow. It has to be, act. you know, scientifically, if you don't act upon this truth. This is the bomb, guys, hear it. If you don't act upon truth that you, if you don't, if you perceive, now I'm not talking Jesus, I'm talking about no, something you perceive fact, to be on. true. Yep. If you don't act upon something that you perceive to be true within 12 hours, You've lost you will lose it forever. And furthermore, you will begin to believe that what you thought was true is, is a lie. So this is the scripture, wow. faith without works dead. is dead. And it goes back to what you said when God revealed himself to Peter. Up until that point, like I, I went to the scripture there and um, I think it's in uh, Matthew, uh, where is it? It's in Matthew 16. And this is the key. Pastor said that his eyes were opened. This is the first key to truth. Yeah. Your eyes need to be opened. Yes. But just your eyes being open isn't enough. It's got to move to a confession and a response to what the Holy Spirit has opened you to. God opened Peter's eyes as a result of opening blind Bartimaeus's eyes yes. because that beggar said, you are Jesus, right? Son of David, have mercy on me. He got a revelation of who Jesus was that the disciples didn't even have, this blind beggar. Then the next part of the scripture says, Jesus went and said to all of them in the towns, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And you said last night in Theology Talks, it was at this very moment when he said, you are the Christ, that he was filled, that he was born again. At this very moment, his eyes were truly open, right? But what I want to tie it into is that Peter was so future-minded. He was always, always thinking about what he wouldn't be, end up doing that he couldn't focus on what the enemy was trying to get him to actually whittle down in the present tense. So what I'm trying to show people here is for hit truth it. to be activated in your life, Shania, hit that. it has to be affirmed as present tense truth. Yeah. Really, really important. Because for truth to land in you, it has to be about what God is saying about you now. So not what he said about you, you will be, mm. you were, what he's saying about you now. So let me really, let me, really powerful. Let me tag hit team. that one, tag team. Let me say this to you, and that is indeed. Indeed means action. So if truth, if you are set free indeed, you know, freedom brings you freedom and you are set free indeed.
then there has to be action. And it can't be, I'll, I'll have that action tomorrow. Or, uh, you know, uh, I'm living in the past yesterday. You know, that is not truth. That is not. That's recalling things. But true truth of a situation brings action which brings freedom. Freedom in your emotions, freedom yep. in your mind. Look, I'm going to talk to some people. You're yep. getting deliverance and then you're wondering why you're not free. Because yep. you're not putting what you've been freed from into, into action. action. Uh, you know you what go we... back to the same vomit. You come to talk. You get your sessions. You walk out on a high. Then you go back to the same vomit. You think the same way. You speak the same way. You act the same way. You're not putting what God is depositing as present tense truth into present tense action. You can't do it tomorrow. You've got to do it today. Yeah. Jesus. And, and Pastor... This is so important because that's indeed, indeed. In what? Indeed. Two statements, yeah. not one, church. Two statements. Look at me. If you're in the room, two statements, not one. Mm. The result of freedom is indeed. That woman at the well, she showed action. In her deeds, she showed action. Yep. She went back to the city in the daytime where she avoided it because she was so rejected by the township that she went back because she was free. And what did she do as part of her action? She preached the gospel yes. of good news. But guess what, Pastor? We're going to go into the break. But this is how you put it in action. Here comes the process. She exchanged the picture of what she thought she was for the picture of what he said she was. That's, because he that's never big. called her. Funny enough, he said you've got five husbands, but he never called her an adulteress. Mm. Everyone else did, but he never used those words no. because that wasn't his picture of her. He was saying, right, in these areas where you've got five husbands, you don't look like me. You know, you're not lining up with my character. You're not lining up with the water of life. So he, he gave her a different picture to hold on to. And this is how we, when we come back, we walk through the steps of how to put truth into action and it's all about imagery it's all about pictures yeah part of our problem is we idolize our imagery too much i think if we and that stops the freedom from being free indeed i think think if we talked about this we would see that he's more about our image his image getting us being transformed into his image than about showing us our image and this is the big one because you just said it. He didn't call her an adulteress. No. no. And he was saying, well, there's an area of your life you can look more and more like me. 
And isn't it funny? He called the Pharisees. He literally called the Pharisees the seed of Satan, your father, the devil. But he never looked at her no. and called her that. He never associated her character with that kind of character. He associate. He looked at her action and said, okay, this action is not what I want for you the best. So go and do it no more. But she put it into a present. Uh, if we could get this, this, this is so powerful. For truth to be true in your life, please stop setting aspirations and goals. Goals require no faith because you keep putting the goal off until tomorrow. Then you get to tomorrow, you put another goal off till tomorrow. And then before you know it, 10 years have gone by and you haven't achieved that goal. If you want to activate truth through faith, you've got to do it right now because right now is when you have to take the risk. Right now is when you have to ask the Lord to, to change your thinking, to change your pictures. Like Pastor said last night, you need to ask yourself, are you someone that tells the truth a little bit and lies more? Are you a liar that tells the truth sometimes? Or are you a truth teller that lies sometimes? When yeah. he asked that question last night, I honestly probably couldn't answer. Because, and I'm not talking about lying like, but the little lies, the exaggerations, yeah. the little fibs. The stretching of the truth, the little white lies. And by the way, just to let you know, there's no such thing as a white lie. No. They're all black. <laughs> oh, it's, it's racist. I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not racist. They're all dark as what. No, no, I, I'm not ashamed to say the word black. We know what you mean. It's just a politically black correct. Black belongs to nobody. <laughs> Neither yeah. does white, by the way. Neither does white. Let's go on a break. Can we please go on a break? Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Um... We're going to go on break. Um, that's all I pretty much have to say for this segment. It's enough for you guys to chew on until we come back. Because you can't have it both ways. Hard taskmaster. That's what a goat um, herder is. A hard taskmaster. A shepherd is not a hard taskmaster. He brings security to his sheep. Yeah, and just to let the listeners know, we were talking in the break about the different dynamic between um, the steps that you can ask the Lord because in this course I'm journaling so much. That's literally the homework. I'm literally journaling like seven times a day. And it's all about asking God what pictures and so one of the exercises we did this week was, Lord, does this picture push, does this picture I have of the scene of playing out in my life or seeing that scene, does that, is that a picture that pushes me towards you or is that a picture that draws me towards you? And the difference is the push uses what will happen if you don't comply with the established law or principle. So the law, like Paul says, is used as a safety net. Well, if you don't listen to my voice, I'd rather you listen to my voice and be drawn to it. But if you don't listen to my voice, I'm going to give you this barometer called the law to show you how off you are. Yeah, right? Like yeah, like, a, like Pastor said in Abiding, it's like a trampoline, a safety net that bounces us it's, back up. It's your safety net. 
But yet the Lord was showing me this week because I've heard Pastor Tony preach on this and it never really landed in me. And this is, see, funny enough, because I activated it, it started to land in me. Um, the truth was the Lord wants us to be drawn to his voice, not out of fear of missing him. Can we get this? Like really take in what I'm saying. He wants you to hear his voice, not out of fear of missing him, not out of fear of hearing the devil, not out of fear of not doing it right. If fear is your inspiration to hear God, something's wrong with your relationship with him. So he wants to draw us to his voice out of the love that we have for his voice. David said, I love your statutes. I love your commands. Love, right? Not I'm afraid that I won't keep them, so I have to listen to you. I love your statutes. I love your commands. And this is where, Pastor, when we love truth because it's Jesus, we'll always be drawn to his voice. There will be no other option. And then the next step after we're drawn to the truth, which is Jesus, is he will now enable us to indeed act upon the truth that we've been drawn to. You know what I'm saying? Because I've gone to the Lord this week and I've said, Lord, there are many instances in my life where fear out of missing you has been the motivator to hear you. Mm. And it's it's got to be exposed because that is still the devil controlling my relationship with God. I'm sorry, I'm having a revelation moment, you know, because that is really hitting me. I think that that's good and I think that uh, what you brought out about uh, being drawn through that voice, which is Jesus, truth, it draws you beyond that to the Father. Yes. You see, it goes beyond just being truth, Jesus. It draws you to the Father. And this is really important because the Father loves Jesus. And so if you get drawn to Jesus, then you're getting drawn to what the Father loves. You you don't have to, uh, you know, um, impress him. Just let Jesus be Jesus in your life and you will impress the Father. Wow, Pastor, you're, uh, you're really giving us some meat, meat for, uh, for digestion. Yes. Because um, like you said earlier, the action part is where I think a lot of people lack. I know I do. When, when God shows you something, don't, don't just leave it as a revelation. It has to turn into some kind of work or action on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know? Can I tell you why it became a, 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 a real thing with me? I'm doing a search in me, in the spirit, for my daughter. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, free indeed, you know. And, you know, we in faith step out. In faith we do so many things, you know, and not in disbelief but in faith. And then the questions come, well, what the son has set free is free indeed. 
and we stand against the enemy and we deal with all this. And I say, uh, what is missing, Lord? What is missing that I don't see this freedom? I'm not judging, but I need to see the freedom in action. And I don't necessarily mean I need to see the person jump up and do the whole thing. I need to see the power of the Spirit in action. And so I, I say, well, if you know, it brings freedom and it brings it what? And then the Lord just said to me, indeed, indeed. And I said, action. So what should I pray? He said, pray for action. Um. Loving this process because, you know, I've been also doing some deep uh, searching about just the pictures that I have about myself and what I believe the Lord is saying. And I think what is what it is exposing, I guess, within my own heart is that, you know, Dr. Armin, you've talked about this in your courses, too. Uh, You know, the three knowings like, you know, that, you know, that, you know. And the, I feel like where my gap is in the action is I know it, but I don't let it land for myself to get to those points that I know that I know in all areas of my life. And I think it's been coming up a lot recently, uh, just in interactions or just fellowshipping with people. You know, it seems like the Lord is really trying to highlight to us some, um, not just the, you know, the disbeliefs or not just where the enemy is overriding or we lying dormant, but just the where we're not allowing him to give us that fullness that we've talked about in another portal before is experiencing the fullness of God and where we have those little holes where his, he's seeping through because we have all of these facts about him or we have all these things that we believe or don't believe <laughs> about him. So um, this is just encouraging you know, all of us in a sense of we're getting him, as you've been saying, Dr. Arlen, truth as a person and not just the fact that he's good, the fact that he's our provider, the facts that he's these characteristics that we can, you know, rehearse and regurgitate, but then it doesn't, we never interact with truth, which is him in the relationship. Therefore, if his word is the never a lie and always truth because his truth then what's missing? What's missing? Should it be that I have more faith? No. Um, Grain of a mustard seed of faith. So I then think, well, the grain of a mustard seed, how tiny that really is. So this has nothing to do with my works. And so if I'm getting this truth of this situation... It's not about anyone pushing an action. It's about us understanding what it means indeed. Mm. Then you begin to converse with the Holy Spirit about the indeed Mm. and what brings that action and what, fulfills 
that yeah, action yeah. to bring freedom. Mm. And I'm telling you, in my own healing, was when the Lord said to me, get out of bed and walk, mm. you've been healed. Um, that was my action mm. to bring my freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So what was my indeed that I did? Mm. I literally stood up for the first time in about six months and began to walk. Mm. See, they cut the nerves in my spine, which started paralyzing me. And it was supposed to be an operation that was going to be very simple. Mm -hmm. Little did I know they knew nothing about that operation. Mm. And it was 50% knowledge of what was going on. The rest was all guesswork, mm. you know. And, uh, you know, the neurosurgeon. And so seriously, as I moved in action, my freedom poured into my legs. Mm -hmm. And I began to feel my legs. And so then, of course... More action took place, Shania, and that was running around the house mm -hmm. where everyone in the street could see clearly what I was doing and knew about, here's the key, and knew about my condition <coughs> and then saw me running around because I'd been on television, mm -hmm. everyone saw it all, and then running around and screaming out, I've been healed, I've been wow. healed, I've been healed. Now, how did they know about this? Was because all the neighbours got together and said they would help me and my whole family to make sure the children got to school, that they got their uniforms, that they got this, that they got that. And suddenly here's somebody now in action mm. showing her freedom. Wow. I love what you were saying, Pastor Nay. I don't know where you want to go with this I know, particular I'm just part. We're going it's un there. It's unfolding. Um, because... Since we're talking about action, you kind of mentioned the goals-oriented thing. And I think um, where a lot of us may fall short is thinking we can create those goals as actions mm. to show God the change or to be that change on our own. But then it always makes us fall short because that's not... Let me give you, you know, a key with goals. Satan uses goal-oriented thinking yep. to deceive us. Because if he can put you off until tomorrow, he has time to corrupt it. Oh, and Jesus. Here's a, a but if fact. you activate it now, you change up your pattern. Yep. And you throw the enemy off because he learns you. Mm -hmm. I, I got to say something that's even beyond that point. Jesus. And I've taught it in the schools yep. that I know it to be yep. real. Yep. The here and now... The devil can't interfere nope. with. There it is. Because it's on top of us right now. 
So he can't get to every single place. You see, he's not omnipresent. So he can't be everywhere at the same time. Some people are actually going to finish what God's will was for them. Because if he chooses to pick a certain area or a certain place or a certain country, that's where he is. So he's only going to send his angels or his evil spirits to try and not stop what's happening now, but the next step. Because he can't stop what's happening now. Because he can't get there. It's so past the three, Here's the key. three elements. It's the most important key for you to He's know. He's not omnipresent. He's not omnipresent. People, he can't stop your right now present. So he's immediately thinking, okay, in an hour's time, I can get someone there, get a demon there, or I can get something there, or I can get something there. But he doesn't have the ability that the Holy Spirit has to represent the Father and be omnipresent right at that moment. God can be omnipresent in every country, in every second of the day. Mm. And isn't it funny, we always know the omnipresent, but the two other ones, he's not omniscient, Mm all-knowing. He only knows what you tell him. That's Mm -hmm. right. And he's not omnipotent, all-powerful. He has to withdraw power from another source to send power against you. Mm. And isn't it funny if you study, because I'm all about taking inventory, isn't it funny if you study your thoughts and when you're being tempted, the enemy, even when you're being tempted in your mind, he has to withdraw power from another thought to send that power against you into the thought of temptation. Mm. So you might be tempted in one area, but suddenly the area that you've been fighting in on that other scope, you start to see a little bit, hang on, there's not that much resistance there anymore. Right. There seems to be an onslaught in this one area. Why mm, is that? Mm. Because he's withdrawing his power there it is. from an onslaught of the other thoughts to send full throttle power towards you in that moment because he wants you to fall in the moment. He doesn't want you to think about right now. <laughs> he wants you to think about That's tomorrow. It's like Jesus said, take no worry for, for tomorrow. Church. It'll worry about itself. Because if he can get you to think about tomorrow, he has a chance to try and get catch to up. you before tomorrow. He's got time to catch up. And, you know, the church doesn't realise it. The Christian doesn't realise <laughs> The very present moment is the power moment. And so the best way to throw Hit him it. off, the best way to deprogram the devil's coding of hell on you because that's what he's doing. He's coding you all the time. He's going, right, that thought plus that intention results in that emotion, results in that action, results in that curse. They rehearse the curse, keep getting them to rehearse the curse over and over. But we never rehearse the truth, which is Jesus. So because we rehearse the curse, we just affirm, here's the word of the night, rather than affirming Jesus' truth in our life, we affirm hell's coding on our life. And that's why we're not free indeed. Amen. So the best way to throw him off is to put truth into action immediately. 
and let the Holy Spirit show you how to activate truth. I'm going to teach in my course, truth has to be felt and experienced seven different ways for it to actually land as truth. Truth has to go beyond belief. It has to go beyond just seeing what someone says or what God is showing you. You have to feel it. You have to ponder on it. You have to meditate upon it. You have to act on it. You have to experience it. Then you have to reproduce it. Ah, hit the bell three or four times because I can tell you those seven points. There's more, uh, there's there's more, but I'm going to keep it for my course. But isn't it funny how a lot of the time we'll get to one step of being free because we maybe go beyond the belief of truth. Our eyes become open, so we've seen it, we believe it. But maybe we stop at the step of affirming it. I'm going to give you a very simple example, right? The Lord says you're healed. Well, the Lord says you're healed. Now, here's a different thing. You affirm you're healed by saying you're healed. Not I'm not sick because that's not the reality, Mm. right? And not because I'm not sick. Let me explain it this way. Fifth dimension explaining, right? In the heavenly realm, you're not sick because you're whole. But that reality has not yet reached your reality. So for you to confess that reality is not truth. Right? And that is a goal. Again, doesn't require faith. So it's actually that escapist kind of mindset. Oh, I'm not sick. Oh, I oh, you know, oh, I'm not I'm not struggling at all. And this is what positive confession in the world teaches us. Oh, just say it doesn't it oh, you know, you're not broken. You're not hurting. It doesn't bother me. Right? And the other one is so you say I'm not sick. Or the other confession is I'm sick. Right? So what's the better confession? How do you put truth into action? You say, right now in my state, I feel sick, but in the name of Jesus, I'm healed. That has now created a bridge for this reality to meet the spiritual reality. So fifth dimension, right? So this is called positively affirming truth, right? Derek Prince has a a quote here that I, I picked up. And he says here, true confession is saying only what God says about you and nothing else. So this is what we do. We walk around confessing things about ourselves all the time. And that's not what God says. That are not what God says. That are not lining up with Jesus' truth. And this is why we fall out of being free indeed. Because we let freedom land. Yeah. But the indeed never gets time to take place because this is the key. Pastor, you say it all the time. We're double-minded. Yeah. This is this is the crux of it all. We are double-minded. You walk out, oh, I'm free on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Right. Monday morning comes, oh, I'm depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Choose something, please, and stick with it. Right. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah, a dual heart, a double-minded heart. <laughs> is unstable in all its ways. Divided. And James goes on to say, and that person will get nothing from God. If you're double-minded, you get nothing from God. Yeah, yeah. It's not just, oh, that's not a good thing. You receive no thing from the Lord. Wow. No thing. And we know what no thing means, nothing. So the key is to be free indeed, you have to be of one mind about what God is saying, what God is showing, who he says you are. You can't say, oh, I'm healed in Jesus' name, and then in two days later go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm feeling sick. 
Right. Now, but I want to I want to differentiate this from the positive confession movement. Yeah, that's this is not be good. positive confession. Right. This is positive affirmation. Yeah. 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 Affirming the reality of truth in your life. Confession means you're confessing something that you don't even believe in. Mm-hmm. But pastor yeah. taught us before you see it, you believe it. Yeah. Then you see it, and then Pastor Tony taught us faith. Then you speak, speak it. it. Mm-hmm. Then you act it. Act it. Mm. So this is truth, free from being free to free indeed. So I just want to plug my teaching on that on on the Portals podcast about episode thirty. Yeah, the five steps of faith. It's so yeah. important because even in our freedom, we go from believing and then we stop just at believing. We got to move from believing to seeing, to speaking, to acting, to waiting, to walking the word. Mm. God has so many key steps for us to go through. But because we're so, here's the key, because we think about tomorrow, yeah. the devil short circuits those steps. He robs steps. us today. Yeah. Mm. It's the key. Uh, I was going to just say that to... Have truth, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. and then we have to bring the other part into it, which is truth. Then that's Jesus. What's our part? Yes. Having Jesus work through us, indeed. Mm. Okay, it's the, Holy it's the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Indeed will show truth. When I've got Jesus in me by the Holy Spirit, I can't wait till tomorrow Mm. to activate truth. I must activate truth in action today. Today is the day of truth. <laughs> Paraphrasing yeah. it. Yeah. So you, do you understand this? And so yes. when we do this, and this is all about abiding. It is. I mean, it's this just is, abiding in Christ. This is my course that I have done over yep. and over. I've rewritten it twice now. You know, it's uh, it's gone over it and over again. Pictures. Uh, you know, the whole thing, you know, how to move in the spirit. Every single thing has a principle attached yep. to it. It's not just I can say it and it works. The kingdom of God, like every other place, mm. has principles, keys. Mm-hmm. Not your works. Yep. Keys. God principles and that's what makes it work and pastor you talk about understanding the principles you know um when abraham was saying he's a father of multitudes um you talk on abraham all the time but i talked last night about when you positively affirm truth and you let it go through those stages of it becoming indeed free indeed in your life it's funny how you can actually, the Lord can cut time, right? Abraham got called. He was told by the Lord he would have a son at 75 years of age, right? God changes his name at 99 years of age. 
get this, changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He starts calling himself Abraham, and one year later, Isaac is born. Baby. You know what? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? For 25 years plus, he struggled with all of the self. You know, helping God along. Because on Abraham needs exalted father. But the moment he took on the name that God gave him. Yes. And he went over to everyone. Can you imagine how foolish they would have looked at him like, okay, father of many nations, you haven't even got a son. But, right. but he was activating truth yeah. by calling himself. That's it. A, he was affirming present. Yes. He was it, saying it, right now, this is my present tense reality. And I'm going to keep affirming it and affirming it. Until my emotions catch up, my mind catches up, because it's the truth of my heart. This is what he says I am. Yeah, and what he what he was, well, like just going back to to the story of Abram. Excuse me, Abram. He was he was called exalted father, father yeah. Abram, but the moment he took on the what what was truth was that I'm a father of nations. Once he did that, action took place. Yes. And one year later. One year later. You, you can't study. be one calling yourself yeah. exalted father, mother. I'm going to hit someone here. Oh, Lord, I hope it ain't me. You Jesus. can't be calling yourself exalted mother or father and expect it to go somewhere other than being an exalted mother or father. Do you know what that means? It actually means, you know, mm-hmm. doing a great job, lifting you high. But when you talk about father of nations, mm-hmm. mother of nations, Sarah became Sarah, Yep, mother of nations... She then got, I'd say, the real truth. Yep. Which was Jesus. Yep. The real truth. Facts were her exalted father because Abram was looking after his nephew. Yeah. And he was like a son to him, looking after him. But for him to do what God had, Plan for him, he had to be more than an exalted father. Mm. He needed to be father of nations. Of multitudes. And multitudes. Yes. And so the truth Jesus became real to him. Yeah. You see? And action took place. And how did he handle the action? Well, he certainly got his baby. And then he had to walk it out, his freedom. And he didn't do too well. Okay? And he learned many lessons on the road. You know? But thank God he did because why we're here today? <laughs> As one of his kids. Do we get this? And what's, what's interesting about that is... I just looked at that and I thought, okay, so Abraham activated truth. 
not only did God call him Abraham, he called himself Abraham. That's he made it. everyone in the family call him Abraham. Yep. He made all his relatives and all the people around him call yep. him Abraham. That's so right. it went from him just being his eyes open, seeing. Another way that he saw was the vision of the stars, right? The vision of yep. the whatever the Lord gave him that picture. But now he, he activated that truth, positively affirmed it, which creates, talk about the process, which creates the emotion of feeling the truth, which now pushes into his body the cell mechanisms and the genes that turn on and turn off the curse and turn on the truth. And on the blessing. So now anything that was going on in his body that was stopping him from being a father of multitudes was bowing the knee Yep. to the positively affirmed present tense truth that he was speaking. Now, why was it doing that? Because it wasn't fact. It was Jesus, which is Rima revelation. It was birthed in Rima. It was not a good idea. It was not something that he thought he could do or could be. It was God's word. So for truth to land, it starts as revelation. Then it moves from revelation to the Lord writing it on your heart. He begins to write it on your heart. After he writes it on your heart, he begins to open your eyes to see the truth. Then the seeing of the picture, get this, you can now replace the lie with the picture that he gave you. And this is the key to being free indeed. Okay, you've got to stop there and buzzer that. Oh, sorry. Because people can't take all yeah. those statements in. So, so I'm going to teach it in spiritual biology. No, but go yeah. for it more. But just take a break. Hit the, hit the the gems. Let people contemplate that, sure. and then come in with another. So I'll one. just finish it up in this statement. All right. People say, "How do I get healed?" Key true inner healing is when I have allowed God to replace the pictures that my heart once focused on with the picture that He has revealed in present tense. Very important. I live, breathe, meditate, and am energized by this picture, which now becomes my reality. So that's how Abraham went from being not a father at all to being a father of many nations through the birth of Isaac. He allowed the Lord to take the picture that he showed him with the stars Focus on that, engage his emotions, engage his belief, engage all of himself to activating it. And then that activation turned on the very genes that he needed, both him and Sarah, to reproduce. So it's, all, it's caught up Free here. Indeed. So it's caught up with science. It's science, but it's it's the process of how the Lord writes yeah, truth but it's God's on our science. hearts. It's yeah. God's science. Free indeed. See, we we look at these scriptures, and I, I want to say this. There's so much have principle attached to them and keys, you know, that make them real. But we think they have magic attached to them. It doesn't work that way, Shania. Right. And we think if we say it enough, we'll believe it. That's why we go into this, you know, this uh, confession 
all the time. It's not confession. We're not confessing what we believe. We're hoping to believe. We're, we're actually confessing what we hope to believe. Yeah. Want to hit that? Think about that, guys. Think about that because the scriptures mm. are not magic. They're real. They have the DNA of God in them. Mm. They're real. They're real. And, uh, you know, you don't say it enough so that you believe it. You believe it and then you say it enough. Mm. Want to take that one thick on that one, people? Believe it and you will say it enough. That's it. That's it. Mm. And that will be your indeed. Rehearse wow. truth. Simple, simple words. Rehearse truth. Truth. And yes. I really want that to land. People say, oh, yeah, 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 no, I say the truth all the time. No, you don't. You don't rehearse truth. Because the moment a thought of negativity comes, you give and feed into it. <laughs> rehearse what's true. Meaning, if you rehearse the curse, you're just going to feed the curse over and over. If you just walk around saying a favorite statement, I'm rejected, nobody <laughs> loves me, you know, everyone's against me, right? There's no room for truth to land and for you to be free indeed. Right. And you said, how can you rehearse Jesus? You can't. Yeah. You can't rehearse Jesus. Jesus, uh, when I you rehearse Jesus. something, Jesus. <laughs> when you rehearse Jesus, he has to be, he has to, be, when you're rehearsing something, you're getting to know something, you know. He's already there. You can't rehearse him. You see, w then what should you do? You should allow him to be who he is. And so allow him to be who he is at this present moment. Because yeah, this opportunity might never come again in this way. Yeah, wow. And you don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. And so uh, when I was sharing last night, I was sharing that exaggeration is a, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. Uh, stretching the truth is a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and how do I, you know, handle that? I think, well, did Jesus ever stretch the truth? Did he ever exaggerate the truth? I mean, mm. there were some pretty heavy things that he said. Yeah. And most people who didn't have an ear would probably think that he was stretching the truth. But those that have an ear knew, or those that could hear his voice knew, mm. he was stretching no truth. Mm -hmm. So maybe God will just show you through Jesus being the truth in you. You don't need to exaggerate mm. and you don't need to stretch the truth. Just let the truth stand for itself. Mm. Let him stand for himself in you in this area. So, Pastor, does that apply to someone who says, I'll be another five minutes and like five hours later they're, they're still waiting? It's, you have no – you might – Say that jokingly, <laughs> but that's, that is lie, right? so important to be a person of your word. Yeah. Mm. It is so important. And if you I think it's don't, terminology more so now than 
You know, when, when you say, I'll be a couple of minutes. It's sort of like a general term we use now. Yeah. No, yeah. but let me just say that being a person of your word is shining Christ. Mm. Because uh, what if the Lord wasn't a person of his word? Ooh. Where would the stars be today? Oh, Jesus. Not hanging. They'd be crashing. Wow. So we need to see the how important that is. And, uh, you know, we should uh, allow the Lord more and more to show himself to be that, a person of his word in us, you see. And then we will embrace truth and we will see freedom indeed. We really will. Um, Hallelujah. Yes. So we're going to just take a break. I mean, I know this portal is kind of lengthy, um, unapologetically, because this is very well needed for our spirit man to process. And it's a lot of gems just flying and the portal is definitely happening. And we want to make sure you guys can receive it in areas past your head, <laughs> you know, like we said earlier, to know that you know that you know. And this is why this one is very helpful and will land a little bit more deeper. And that's the prayer, at least, that it will land a little deeper. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone on Talk TV. I'm glad you're a subscriber to that great app. And uh, it's a real great way to learn about our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ through uh, some of the, uh, you know, the uh, methodologies that we make available to you and the shows that we make available to you. Uh, you may know me as Pastor Tony Cassis. I'm one of the pastors at Times Refreshing Christian Centre. And um, I've just started a new program called Theology Talks. I'd love you to join me in this, um, in this new venture because we're talking about some really important doctrines of the Bible and some of the false doctrines that are coming forward in these last days that really need to be addressed and corrected. So during the show, I'm going to have Dr. Robin Cassis, my, my wife, as a regular guest. It's always good to get her input. But also we'll be having um, other leaders from Talk New York and some students from the School of Apostles and Prophets as guests as we progress with the show. I'm glad to uh, answer questions in between. We'll make that available to you. So please join us at uh, Theology Talks, available on our Talk TV app. God bless. Oh, I just need to sigh. Like I need to unbutton my belt buckle and just breathe for a second. I feel like I'm holding my breath with all these gems. I don't know where my pockets are. My can pockets I, are full. Can so. I give people an, an active exercise to do? Please do. They do. You need to go to the Lord and you need to just take a day. Take a day. We say take spiritual inventory, but have you really done it? Like... Let's stop exaggerating and say, oh, yeah, I take spiritual inventory. Taking one thought captive is not spiritual inventory. Okay? So I'm telling you now, if you want to change the way you think, you have to change your habits. Here's the science. For you to change a habit, you have to do something more 
than three weeks for it to set in to become a new habit. Okay? So this is the way God created your brain. So you have to work with the way that the Creator's put those things in place. Don't think you're going to get it in five minutes. Okay? So here's a key exercise. Go to the Lord, take one day and ask Him to show you the pictures of your mind throughout that day. Right? Now this is a little analytical, but I think it will help. Write down the pictures of your mind. Maybe it's a picture of you, I don't know, seeing something or just just the scenes that your mind brings up during the day, okay? Then ask the Lord to go through each thought and tell you in your spirit man, discern if this is a pushing thought or a, or a drawing thought. Next step, once you've done that, here's a really big key for you. Look at the fruit and look at the elements of the pushing thought. Look at the fear attached to it. Look at the fear of missing out attached to it. Look at the rejection attached to it. Look at the manipulation attached to it. Right? Look at the pride attached to it. This is, if we would maybe do a little bit more of this work, we could actually change the way we think because the Holy Spirit is inspiring it. And then look at the drawing thought. Look at the peace attached to it. Look at the hope attached to it. Look at the faith. Look at the love. Right? Then look at what that thought caused you to act. Ah, okay, when I thought that pushing thought, this is how I reacted. I got really rude in my conversation with that person because I was pushed to think that they weren't listening to me. So I had an aggression come upon up in my spirit. And so I wanted to defend myself. So I turned on the anger, I turned on the aggression and my tone got really, really pointy and sharp. If you do this, you'll learn how to let the Lord take you from being just free to free in your deeds, in your actions, not just in your thoughts. We've got to the element where we're getting to be free in our thoughts, but now the Lord wants us to be free in our actions because our actions are obedience. Full action is not, full obedience is not just your head. It's your head in in, in action. Right? So your thoughts in, in obedience for it to be full obedience, faith without works is dead. So again, I go back to that scripture. If it hasn't got a work, not a performance work, but an actual acting out of the faith, it's dead to God. So I hope that that kind of inventory, this is how we take spiritual inventory, can help. Because it will help. I did it. And I started to see the enemy's devices to pull me into, ah, okay, that's my trigger for falling into the pit of rejection. That's my trigger for falling into the pit of offence. And Satan isn't creative. He uses the same trigger every single time. We give him a lot more credit than he thinks, than than, um, he's actually due. Does that make sense? I hope I didn't confuse anyone. Just give us a five-minute break. And we'll put up the question. Think about what we've said. (sighs) Okay. Five minutes, y'all. Indeed means action. Yeah. Yes, they said Facebook's still here. So we're good to go. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look. 
We know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you, so it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV, hit that button, baby. Well, hopefully you guys have <laughs> digested the the bulk of this portal as we're coming to a close here. Of course, we still have a few more gems to to land in your spirit, man, um, and continue this conversation um, about being free in deeds. Dr. Robin, you um, finished our last segment uh, talking about that exaggeration and how we go through that. Um, so if you would like to continue that um, and expound on, you know, just maybe even a provide an example of a process, if team, if that's the direction you want to go into. But feel free as we are bringing this to a close or whatever it's on your heart and what the Holy Spirit is showing. I think, again, like I said, um, we mentioned things last night. And uh, I think if we go back... And, uh, you know, we've been given a lot tonight. And uh, we keep adding and adding and adding. And uh, I think the first basic thing that we should know, the most important thing, more than the principle or the way it works or anything, is that he is truth. Jesus is truth. Now, we cannot mix up truth with facts that's the most important thing we in a way pastor we have to retrain our thinking because we slip in and slip out we use the word truth when we should be saying facts yeah. or at least thinking facts but we have been so absolutely brainwashed with the world's form of truth that we attribute everything that is a fact to truth. So brainwashed. So I keep reminding myself in a situation what would Jesus do? What would he do right now? And that's what he's going to do right now, is what he would do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's not a fact, it's reality. What would Jesus do? So whatever he would do is what he's going to do in the very present tense. Right now, that means I'm going to get out of the way and he's going to come through. One, two, Jesus walked through. That's the reality. That's truth. Letting him walk through. 
being who he is, being, uh, and we know that it's the Holy Spirit that's, uh, you know, promoting him to come into everything with himself, shining truth. It's the Holy Spirit. So I'm looking to see this river of living water pour out of me in, in the present. And out of that, I want to embrace truth. What? Embrace a truth? No. I want to embrace Jesus' truth. I want that to be the only thing that the Father sees. That's, that's what I want. And that brings freedom indeed. Okay? Freedom indeed in action by me. So if you didn't understand it, people, I think I summarized it that way. Jesus, let Jesus be Jesus in you. Let him be truth. Let the rivers of living water pour out of you, the Holy Spirit, to promote who he is. And then you not only will receive freedom, but you'll receive freedom in your deeds. Just say, um, the Lord's moving me beyond what Jesus would do to why Jesus would do it. Yep. That's how that the intention is important for changing the thinking. That's the freedom that you need. Yeah, that's the free indeed. It's not just the what. You it's know? the intention of the why he wants to do it and why he would re respond see, in that way. I've been on this earth longer than you and I think I've dealt with the yeah. why yeah. and what he would do makes him supreme, mm -hmm. makes him the supreme being. It makes his sovereignty and... In my life, sovereignty is important to me. His sovereignty gives me security. His sovereignty gives me, takes away inadequacy and gives me security. Now, you grew up differently, Pastor Nathan. You had security so you will come from a different angle. Yep. Whereas I never had the security and security is important to me. Yep. When he said to me, and this is what he said to me, I don't like the way you see yourself. Yep. Now when God tells you, and it was not Jesus, it was the Father. I, daughter, he said, I don't like the way you see yourself. That stopped me in my tracks. That meant I'm not pleasing God in what I'm seeing myself as. And I then became very, very honest with him and said, well, I don't know any better. And if you want me to see better, you'll have to show me. Yeah. 
And that's when he did. And so now I work indeed for my freedom to do with that very area. So if it slips down a bit, I remind myself I am adopted into the family of God. I am not rejected, but I am in the beloved accepted. Anything less than that, I can't see myself because if I do see myself that way, I, God won't see Jesus in me like that. Wow. Wow. Um, we're going to uh, just let you guys meditate on that. I think you got a smorgasbord of gems. I, I want to rebuke my students. They should really know this, Pastor. Pastor Nathan, this has been taught so many times yeah. in abiding. You students from SOAP, go back and get your notes and reread them. Because the they're there in black and white. And I can say <laughs> black and white. <laughs> oh, Pastor, um, you're so politically incorrect. I'm done. I'm so correct. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there you go, Spotify. Well, that's a good plug for SOAP because she'll be teaching it again yeah, sometime communion soon. Communion with God. Yes. Communion with God, which is definitely worth taking. And you can get all these gems and uh, let it change your life because it really does change your life and your perspectives of Jesus himself. But sure. we're going to continue this uh, conversation on our Portals Live um, audience. So Spotify, again, make sure you just like us on Facebook so you can participate in the conversation. You we can you can ask questions while we're live and we're, um, we'll be more than happy to respond to any questions you have about the topic, of course, at hand. Um, but hopefully you guys will join us on our Facebook um, and also subscribe to our Torque TV, TV if you want to hear more, most of the questions um, that are posted and that sometimes the questions may be able to help you um, go a little deeper in the portal as well. So hopefully you guys continue this conversation with us on our Torque TV platform or visit us on our Facebook but until next time, we haven't any questions. Well, we're not going to do it on Spotify. Ah, okay. Until next time, bye bye now. <laughs>